on the face of it, you'd have to say, it makes sense. Looking at it on paper. Amalgamation, joining forces, strength in numbers, it gives you more oomph, more heft, more bargaining power, the ability to deliver bigger and better. We've seen the failings of many of our DHBs. Surely, on the face of it, a centralised health system makes sense. Can a country of 5 million people sustain 16 politics and numerous industry training organisations? On the face of it, you'd have to say no. So a centralised politic makes sense. Again, this is on paper and before numpties actually try and put it into practice and have people disappearing on special leave at squillions of dollars a week before they finally shove off. But on paper, it makes sense. And surely a whole lot of little councils don't have the same ability to deliver services to its ratepayers in the way a super city can. Hence, eight scrappy litigious local bodies were amalgamated into one Auckland super city back in 2010. And how's that worked out for the residents of the greater Auckland region? Well, according to some studies, Auckland Council has estimated that in cash terms, it's running $316 million a year cheaper than if the eight councils had remained. And they've reached savings of $1.9 billion, which, if true, is a very good thing. But it was interesting hearing Wellington Chamber of Commerce Chief Executive Simon Arcus this morning talking about the extra power a super Wellington would be able to wield should all the Wellington Regional Councils merge. I think the big thing is look at these big issues like housing, infrastructure, sustainability and transport. Uh, Artificial boundaries, as you say, are silly. You can't just stop at the Hutt Valley and say, well, we're going to solve everything just in a small pocket of a region. And I think the issue is that although Auckland um, had teething problems and perhaps still does, the reality is uh, the other thing is it's a bigger economic voice to deal with government. That's really important. If Wellington and its region wants to have a voice with government, it needs to have the heft and the size for government to listen. Yes. This has been bubbling away for some time, since 2015. Uh, And according to the Wellington Chamber of Commerce uh, pre-election report ahead of this year's local body elections, Wellington businesses feel overshadowed by central government and they feel that the city is now synonymous with bureaucracy and politics rather than business and innovation, forgetting the very essence of the heart of the city. I think we'd be all agreed on that, wouldn't we? If you think Wellington, you think government departments, don't you? Rather than business and innovation. The report recommended Wellington, Porirua and Hutt councils should transition to become one over time and said this was a conversation already happening behind the scenes. And Simon Arcus said the... Auckland Council experiment was now seen as largely successful. Well, I have to say, I don't recall as an Auckland ratepayer feeling particularly powerful during the completely ridiculous and unnecessary 100-day lockdown of Auckland. Everybody was desperate to get out of it. And as Mayor Phil Goff remonstrated with government, we saw that he had absolutely no influence over a power-drunk government, despite the fact that he was a former Labour minister and had plenty of mates in government. Didn't see a great deal of heft and power there.
I would be really interested to hear from Wellingtonians as to whether this is the sort of initiative you would support. Do you believe that creating a Wellington super city by combining Wellington, Porirua and the Hutt councils would enable you to shape the city better, give you a more cohesive ability to plan in terms of housing and industry? Would it give you more clout with government? On the face of it, as an Aucklander, I'd have to say, no. No, we haven't got the projects we wanted. Auckland wanted a stadium. Um, there was the lobby group that wanted the the bridge. And you could quite understand why you'd have the North Shore Council, as it was back in the day, saying, yes, we need a, a, a bridge across the harbour, and Auckland City Council saying, yes, we agree there's a need for it. South Auckland saying, well, we're not paying for it. Monaco Council said, this has got nothing to do with us. We want more buses for our people. So having one super city makes decisions easy, even if it means it impacts unfairly on some parts of a city, but at least things get done and you don't find yourself in court. But when it comes to actually having any kind of power at all, which is Simon Arcus's point, that it would give you more heft with, with government, I haven't seen any heft at all, but I'd be very interested to know if you have seen it, evidence of that. Eight becomes one. On paper, you should be a powerful lobby group. And really, we've looked nothing but toothless. So I wouldn't, Simon Arcus, I wouldn't be pinning my hopes too strongly to a theory that looks good on paper actually translating into a reality.